Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday, and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, yeah, the fella with the stupid hair, it's me, Andy Goldstein. And we begin the podcast with, well, my show, TalkSport Drive Time with Andy Goldstein. Darren Cole. Anyway, we reacted to the breaking news that up to 8,000 fans could be allowed in to watch the Carabao Cup final at Wembley, would you believe? The EFL are hopeful of being given the green light by the government to use their showpiece clash between Tottenham and Manchester City as a test event for the safe return of fans. And according to our sources, uh, one hurdle still to overcome is that attendees uh, will have to take rapid lateral flow coronavirus tests, certainly upon entry to the stadium and maybe departure as well. Those talks are still taking place. But if they do get the go ahead, the tickets are expected to be split between Spurs and City fans, as well as local residents and NHS workers. That's because the EFL also planned to dedicate the match on April the 25th to the NHS with both teams wearing thank you NHS badges, among other uh, commemorative pieces that will be happening on the day. There you go. That's Alex Crook. Uh, Giving us the latest news breaking in on TalkSport. <laughs> the Carabao Cup final is set to be played in front of 8,000 fans. What do you make of that, Coffee? How excited will that be? Fans back in football. It's great news, but I wish you would say that. Uh, somebody's just bought <laughs> Go on, Andy, say it. Where are City going to get 8,000 fans from? <laughs> I'm curious. When football gets back to normal, let's just say Old Trafford, for argument's sake, holds 75,000. Would you feel comfortable going to a game with 75,000 people there? Well, yeah, I'm going to say yes, because in Australia and New Zealand, they've done it the right way, all the way through. Have you not seen how many fans they've had in at sporting events? Mm. And they seem to be coping well. Now, ahead of England's first World Cup qualifier, which is live tonight on TalkSport from 7pm, don't you know, the Aston Villa striker Ollie Watkins has been speaking with our England correspondent Faker Rothers. His surprise has been included in the international squad so early on in his career and told Faye how he found out he'd been selected in Gareth Southgate's squad. We'll also hear from the England manager Gareth Southgate and our very own White and Jordan, who, along with Trevor Sinclair, discussed his remarkable rise from Exeter City to England. We all got a, a tech. I think there was seven of us that got a text. I had a bit of a stinker at Newcastle away, so I didn't really expect to get called up. And when I did find out, you know, I was over the moon. Did they give you a bit of insight as, as to what the players have been like and, and what have been your insights so far? It seems like all the boys get on really well. You know, everyone's young and hungry. 
yes, yeah, it's, it's a good environment to be in. Having seen what Dominic Calvert-Lewin was able to do when he was brought in for the Autumn Internationals, does that inspire you and, and make you think that you could have a chance to, to get into this Euro squad if you do all the right things and, and impress everybody? I'm just focusing on the, the next training session and um, taking each day as it comes, really. But, you know, hopefully if I get the opportunity to, to make my debut that I can um, perform and... Just play well, really. Here's Troy all right into the penalty the area, though. Early chance for Watkins, and he's found the corner. Ollie Watkins inside two minutes, and Ollie Watkins always seems to save his goals against the so-called Big Six. Has come up with another here. When you meet him, you realise he's a thoroughbred athlete. You look at it, the size of him. He came in very green and very wide-eyed, and I could see it happening for him. You know, I've seen players that have gone from playing championship football into the Premier League and before you know it they're, they're in the England squad or in the national squad and I could see that pathway he had a work ethic about him a humbleness about him when you meet him and um, yeah I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon for him You said last week you were really looking forward to getting to know Ollie Watkins a little bit better what have you learned about him in the past couple of days? I've been very impressed um, I had spoken to him before when he was uh, at Brentford but in terms of the way he's approached things, I like the fact that he hasn't stood on ceremony and felt as if you know he's in awe of other players or the training. He's got straight into it. He's competed in the way that everybody else had. He's looking to grab the opportunity. You can see that. And that's a healthy sign in itself. You've obviously have to respect the opposition as you as you always would do, but do you see this as an opportunity to get an already high in confidence squad, even more confidence perhaps on the pitch against San Marino. This type of game throws specific challenges. We're, we're going to have a lot of the ball and we've got to be um, creative to break down pack defence and uh, make sure that our structure of our game is right with and without the ball. And, you know, we, we should enjoy that challenge and embrace it. We shouldn't be fearful of that. Um, sometimes I remember playing in these types of games as a player and there was almost a fear of, you know, we, oh, it's taken us 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes to score and the further it's going or maybe the opponent scores. And we've just got to be aware of the challenge, calm about that. It's a game to look forward to. Opportunity to play football with a group of players that you enjoy being with. Yeah, we want the players to enjoy that feeling. Now, Wales were in Belgium last night for their qualifier and our first of six live World Cup qualifiers in the next week here on TalkSport. The game was live on TalkSport 2. Jason and Perry, as in Cundy and Groves, reacted to the result afterwards on my show, another one, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Without, of course, the star of it. Andy, yeah, you get it. And the world number one team are behind, and that was absolutely outstanding. Here is De Bruyne, he fires for goal, and there is the equaliser for Belgium. Kevin De Bruyne showing his quality once again. The high cross into the penalty area, and it's a free header for Hazard. Belgium come forward again here, a cross into the penalty area, is brutally kept out by Ward, it was penalty. deflected. But a penalty has been given. This the chance for Belgium to wrap up three points. Lukaku steps up and he makes no mistake. Ward goes the wrong way. It is finished. Belgium three, Wales one. Brilliant goal for the Welsh to, to, to kick it off. I mean, you know, in terms of carving a team open, one and two touch on the edge of the box, beautifully finished. But ultimately, their success hinges on Bale, doesn't it? 
Gareth Bale will cause havoc against the likes of Belarus, Estonia, Czech Republic, the next nations down, even maybe if he's 89% fit. If he's not 100% fit because he's not the Bale that he was two yeah, years ago, yeah. he's not going to trouble the likes of Belgium and the top run France and the top ranked teams. I don't think you could ask for any more. Rob Page can ask any more from that group of players because they did give it a go. They didn't. They didn't fold. They didn't get absolutely hammered, which Belgium could actually do to teams if they really wanted to. Yeah, you know I, I mean? felt they, they played within themselves. A bit. So yeah, yeah. so three one there was, but it's just just that lack of quality. Now, yesterday marked a year since the 2020 Tokyo Olympics and the Paralympics were postponed until, of course, 2021 because of the coronavirus pandemic. Twelve months on, the Games are due to go ahead in July and August this year. A TalkSport special looked at the impact of the delays on both the event itself and the athletes involved. We'll hear from Dame Sarah Story, who still wants clarifications before travelling, British long jumper Daniel Bramble on the impact coronavirus has had on his training, and first, Japan Times sports writer Dan Orlowitz, who brings us up to speed on what kind of games we can expect. As far as an athlete bubble, that is, in effect, what it's going to be. They're going to be allowed to stay in their hotel rooms in the Olympic Village or or elsewhere. Uh, they will be allowed to go to training. They will be allowed to go to their competition venue. And they will not be allowed to go anywhere else. Uh, the athletes are not going to be quarantined, but... In return for that, those are the limits that will be placed on them. Uh, I've heard that foreign media coming into Japan are going to be placed uh, under similar restrictions, which will be really tough for them. If you're media, you want to go out and talk to people and you want to cover the Olympics. But if that's not possible, it's going to be really difficult for everyone uh, to deliver that coverage. There's still a lot of information that's not confirmed or, you know, clarified to make it the safest games it it needs to be. And we've obviously started with a stepping stone with regards to the decision on spectators or sort of half decision on spectators because we still don't know that the final outcome on domestic support. But it is a, a tricky time and you can't control any of those things. So it's not anything worth focusing on. Um, you have to focus on your own performance and hoping that you will get to show you know your friends and family who are supporting you <laughs> so much at the moment just what you're made of on whatever day that competition may may start again there's so much uncertainty it's hard to train without having a solid goal in place so yeah i just looked elsewhere saw a job working for amazon i thought you know what this is the new norm like i i can't keep training for something that's not happening now realistically money is helps get me to where I need to be so I need to kind of change my focus now Hearts were knocked out the Scottish Cup by Highland League champions yeah that's right Highland League champions Brora Rangers on Tuesday night I don't know if I've even said that right B-R-O-R-A I think they've made that up anyway they were knocked out on Tuesday night that's all you need to know and if that wasn't bad enough the lower league side haven't even played for 10 weeks because of the pandemic and of course I've just made up their name anyway the Brora Rangers director I still don't believe that club exists Ben McKay joined Woodsy Ali and Andrews Townsend on the TalkSport Breakfast Show how does this sound mate Brora Rangers 2 last year's Scottish Cup finalist Hearts 1 I mean have a think about that mate has it sunk in (laughs) Ali, it was an absolutely, uh, you know, incredible evening and uh, I, I got a text this morning from an old friend that told me that, um, you know, Hearts haven't been beaten by a non-league club in a competitive competition since 1900. So, oh. that sort of put it, puts it wow. in context, you know. That's incredible. 
Um, ben, also, I mean, you can't overlook the fact that you guys haven't been in a competitive game since January. It's been a very, very stop-start season, and we went down to Easter Road against Hibs in the Betfred Cup in very similar circumstances, where we hadn't played for for a couple of months and um, acquitted ourselves well. But the, you know, the manager, the coach, and the players are just you know awesome dedication to to what they, what they do, and uh, you just got to stand back and applaud them all. Just fantastic effort last night. Now up front with returns this Saturday evening from 5pm as we get inside the mind of another great goal scorer. This time it's the former Manchester United legend Dwight York. During his chat with Sam Matterface he speaks about Sir Alex Ferguson going out of his way to sign him from Aston Villa in 1998 and the confidence it gave him on the pitch. He said, clearly, we want you here at the football club. We watched you a few times. We know how good you are. You just need a platform to excel. And so when he says, because I knew that I was coming up against some excellent players at the club, Teddy. Sheringham! Oli. Oh, yes! And obviously Coley. And Andy Cole is through! And you know what that means! I thought, where am I going to be playing in this team? And so he says, I want you as my number nine. And I'm like, okay, I can play there, but not really where I want to play. And so he says, yeah. I says, what about all the rest of them? He says, you are my number one. And that was enough. He says, go express yourself, do what you've been doing, and you'll be fine. And that was all I needed to to hear from him. And me being on a football pitch is, it's like riding a bike, really. You know what I mean? You never forget that. And we end as we started with my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show on TalkSport. And after Andros Townsend told TalkSport Breakfast a story about his boss, Roy Hodgson, speaking French to some of the other players at Crystal Palace, Goffey decided to show us some of his own multilingual talents. I remember one time, not long after he joined, there was a group of French lads speaking French. I don't think they were speaking positively because the manager went over and said, just be careful because I can, I know what you're saying. He said it in French, just be careful because I'm, I can understand every word you're saying. Well, they obviously were talking about Andros Townsend and not, because yeah. they'd have been talking about Roy Hodgson himself. He might have said something slightly different, wouldn't he? I think so. Do you speak French? <laughs> um, no. I've, I've actually, when I go there, I can get through conversation. Go on, speak a little bit of French now. No, they're just by getting there and ordering Speaking with a French things. accent. Yeah, that's Bonjour. what you do. Je m'appelle Darren. Yeah. Who are you saying my name is Darren to when you're in France? Well, you're introducing yourself to people. To who? Who are you saying that to? Well, anybody. Bonjour. 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 Ça va? Ça va? No, you said ça va behind the seat. Ça va. Je veux deux beers. You'd like two beers. <laughs> 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 I'd like two beers. That's amazing. That'll get you through it. Yes, not Trebien at all. Before I let you go, let me tell you about some live sport are coming your way on TalkSport. Of course, the biggie on TalkSport, the World Cup qualifier. England take on the worst team on the planet, San Marino. And on TalkSport 2, you can hear live commentary of another World Cup qualifier as Italy take on Northern Ireland again at 7.45. That's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time show today at 4pm alongside Coffee. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. 
Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.